that's right. Let's join Ness. Always my friend of the better part of the last decade. She's a former colleague of mine. My second longest tenure. If you will find the only other person on the planet that thinks water was a goddamn masterpiece. She is the reason I drink Miss Charlotte Hollingsworth. How you doing? Hello, friend. How are you today? Oh, sweaty. <laughs> We've gotten to the time of year where you have to turn off your air conditioning to record. And so you just sit in a little stew of your own juices the entire time we're talking. I just look like an extra from Predator 2. Sopping <laughs> I mean, you know, you're doing the best you can. Uh, and I'm proud of you for sticking with it. You're still wearing a hat, which I am like very impressed by. I would, I would be... Mostly nude, but I suppose we are recording it, so you don't necessarily want to show nipples on Maine, which I, I respect. Yeah, I, I I almost forgot to put a shirt on before I called <laughs> you. I was like, something's off. What is it? Wait a second. What I like to think is that you had that the hat on with the headphones over the hat, and then you were, like, ready to go, and you that's were like, exactly wait a second. That's 100% what it was. And it's not the first time that's happened. No, I'm sure it's not. You live alone. Like, why, you know, like, why would you wear a shirt when you don't have to? No, I never do. I get it. I understand. Uh, uh, yeah. But anyways, besides being very sweaty, uh, it's good to it's good to be back. We did take a little unplanned couple week hiatus there, but we're back and ready yeah, for bad. action. Uh, that's no it's no problem. Um, I mean, honestly, like, I think there are 12 people that listen to this podcast regularly, and I'm sure they're all just happy to hear our dulcet tones back in their ears yet again. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, yeah, how am I? I'm doing well. I went to a party last I night. Didn't ask. Uh, you did at the very beginning. It's part of your intro. You say, how are you doing? Yeah, you don't realize right. you're saying it because you're reading it off a script. But yeah, uh, you're right. I... <laughs> Fine. I went to How a party last doing? night, though. It was good. I went to, I was among people. I made new friends. Uh, well, I met new acquaintances. Let's, you know, like, let's be, yeah, you'll be cautious about saying friends. I don't really know who they are. Um, no, but I went to a party and it was really funny because I um, got, <laughs> I got asked by two different people who vaguely know me to explain the drama that's going on with Taylor Swift right now, because my being a Taylor Swift fan goes so far outside of my own realm of influence that people that don't know me have heard about that part of me before they've met me, which is like on the one side, I'm like, wow, I feel impactful and like, I'm like a cool person. But on the other side, I'm like, is it, is this? I don't want this to be the thing. Is this oh all no! That I am? <laughs> oh God, I've made a huge mistake. I've 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 truly built too much on this one pillar. I can't I can't do this. So I was immediately kind of like, well, just dating a guy it sucks and there's weird stuff. And anyways, so anyways, what what's your what are you doing? What's your deal as a human being? <laughs> but then also like kind of enjoyed being able to just like rant for a solid twenty minutes at a stranger just about like, well, here's the breath. fucking deal. Not blinking. <laughs> I, I haven't been drinking much lately and I did have like, I had like a glass of wine and then a glass of champagne and someone asked me to talk about Taylor Swift drama and I was like, sit the fuck down, let's go. Oh, you were white girl drunk. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was incredible. Um, how have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, nothing. I mean, I don't do anything. Like, yeah, like I, I mean, said, uh, yeah. I, I didn't even realize I didn't have a shirt on, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not seeing people. No, that's valid. Uh, I, I'm talking about going to a party because it's the first time I've been to one in a really, really long time. And I say party, there were like at most 12 people there at one time. <laughs> oh, that's a rager. 
It was amazing, actually. It was really fun. I uh, I did not suggest it, but someone suggested that because it's fun and I like it so much. Um, this was not even my party. It was my friend's birthday party, but we put on Jennifer's body in the background. <laughs> oh, man. And I was like, I didn't ask for this, but I am not going to fight against having Jennifer's body playing in the background while we're also listening to 2000s pop punk and drinking a Mountain Dew that is flavored, quote, Americana, end quote. <laughs> See, that's your new that's your new goal is to make that the thing. Yeah, exactly. That's so smart, actually. Yeah, no, new addendum. Best friendship with being a Swifty ended. New best friend, Jennifer's body. <laughs> yep, seamless. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Uh, that actually, that I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean into that. Um, but we're back. We're back, and we're, I'm super excited to finish off uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, um, yeah. I'm super fucking stoked about this, it. Oh, this story. It, it just keeps getting so good. I, I actually did read ahead. I mean, you know, it's been a little bit. So I did read ahead. I finished this first volume and I'm just like, I'm even more excited to talk about it because it does, as we had suspected, this is a two part, like, you know, the first six issues of this volume and there's a second volume. So we will be going through all of that too. Cause it ends with such a fucking cliffhanger. Oh my God. Um, I don't even think we'll get to it on this episode. I'm going to leave you a cliffhanger for another cliffhanger. That's that's coming up. Like just be prepared. You know what I mean? Like get your heart ready. Um, yeah, I'm super, I'm super excited to dive back I'm in. Also excited, but before we get into that, what have you been yeah. watching, reading, seeing, doing this week? Good God, I hate this question. Um, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, I don't. It, it always blindsides you, even though it happens yeah, every um, single. You know what? You know what I will talk about. Um, so I, as you know, I have been listening to a lot of new music lately for various and sundry reasons when really expanding oh what kind of music i listen to and uh and diving into some other artists that i have ignored for a long time and i finally sat down and listened to a halsey album from beginning to end um she's really fucking good actually like it was really enjoyable uh i really i'm gonna i'm gonna say like right now the albums that have been getting me through this difficult time in my pop starlet love uh uh experience has H- halsey has been amazing um Muna is another taylor swift yeah exactly no i i really have been like reaching out to my friends like what other pop girls do you like i need i like i need to refill it in um uh halsey dua lipa she's really fun i like i knew that but i didn't know it and then i watched her tiny desk concert from npr because i'm old and that's how i like to experience new music and it was so good the most san francisco thing i've ever heard yeah and you know what it worked because then i listened to her whole album and it was really fun so i've been listening to a lot of like um i've also been going back and listening to a lot of stuff that i've just haven't been diving into lately so i re-listened to like tegan and sarah and like the arcade fire yeah i've been like diving back into like the 2000s indie scene that i was so 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 into for so long like getting back into like block party remember them I've been listening um, to a lot of Coheated Cambria. Yeah, you have. <laughs> Wait, that's... I have not thought about that band in a long fucking time. What are you listening to? Like, just random or a specific album? Um, well... <laughs> so, I have... Well, the music part of the YouTube app on my Apple TV is not, like, the music part that comes with premium. Okay. It's terrible. <laughs> it's the youtube algorithm song, it just like keeps playing it again and again oh god and the youtube algorithm is just like it's so not accurate <laughs> yeah, it, i basically only listen to the same three songs over and over 
<laughs> but if they're good, you know, that's fine. I love them. Yeah. Um, oh, and then the, the the newest, I actually have listened to a new album, uh, Kesha's new album, Gag Order, came out last week. Um, and I finally sat down and listened to it yesterday, and it is so fucking good. I don't know, like, I don't think you are necessarily the person who she's making this album for, but, like, you, the listener, may actually be really into it. And actually, like, I, I think everyone surprising. should listen to it. I really I like very, Kesha a lot. Varying taste. That's true, you know, um, or you have no taste, which means you can listen to everything, right? Exactly. Like, that's kind of where I try to land. Can't I'm just like, you know, like, <laughs> exactly. Um, don't try to expect me to listen to, like, only good stuff or only bad stuff, baby. I got no taste. Uh, the new Kesha is really good. It is the first chunk of it is, like, almost this, like, weird dream-like, like the songs kind of slide together and she's even kind of slurring lyrics a little bit. It's very sad and it's very atmospheric. And then like halfway through just drops back into being like Kesha dance music, but with the same themes as the earlier part of the album. So it's like, all right, look, everything sucks and I'm sad, but we're still going to dance, but I'm not going to let you forget I'm sad, which as a sad dancey bitch, like that is my entire jam. And I love it. I love it. I want Kesha to make whatever the fuck music she wants. She's been through hell. Like she's just, she gets to do what she wants. And I'm so happy that she's making music. That's like, it could be on the radio. Sure. But I don't give a fuck. Like I, I'm going to put my feelings into music. I'm going to put it on the internet and I don't give a fuck. And I just think that's the best possible case scenario for someone who's been through what she's been through. Um, I really, I really love Kesha. I, she is, I've been a fan for a long time and seeing her, like her process and her growing up, it's been rough and beautiful and don't, don't do anything fucking stupid Kesha because now I've publicly proclaimed that I like you, which means you're a minute away from dating a fucking bigot or something. I don't know. I'm watching you, Kesha. <laughs> I mean, I, it took me a while to get into her because of the dollar sign in her name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I judged the shit out of her back then. Like like the TikTok era, the Your Love Is My Drug, which now I love those songs. Those songs slap really hard. But, oh, oh yeah, I like, I I totally wrote her off the way everyone else did, right? Like, she's just like a dumb party girl. And, like, like, I I listen to more important music than this because I listen to Regina Spector. (laughs) I was so full of shit. But now, you know, now I look back and I'm like, those songs slap really hard. And like her whole ethos was, I want to make music that makes people happy. And like everyone got really mad at her for that, which is so stupid. (laughs) Dollar sign. Telling you. It was the dollar sign. It was the dollar sign. You're right. Uh, When she got rid of it, I was able to take her more seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. That's right. Um, How about you? What have you been uh, reading, seeing, watching? Absorbing. Well, yesterday, uh, for the second time, I saw the new Guardians movie. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> How was it the second time? Well, I think I mentioned before, I have to see James yeah. Gunn's movies multiple times before I can really formulate an opinion. It was very true. Um, yeah. I loved it. Yeah? I I think it might be the best of the three. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Okay. It's really okay. great. Oh, that's really and and second time through, were you able to like, like what was what was particularly like stood out to you the second time through? Well, p- part of it is I I know too much. Mm. Like, I, I, I see too many theories and like leaks and things like that. Yeah. And I get things in my head that I think are gonna happen, 
and when they don't, right. it kind of bumps me. Right. Which is why you kind of want to see it once, get all your expectations flattened, and then go see it again and see it for, like, what it actually is. Yeah, I mean, that was part of it, but then also, his movies are just so dense. Like, yeah. he is, he just, the, the level of detail, like, that he puts it, like, I know I'm missing stuff the first time through. Yeah. And that kind of, like, makes me a little panicky. I'm like, what am I missing? What am I missing? And then I'm missing. Right. Yeah. You know? So you need, yeah, yeah. So the second time you're just able to, like, actually enjoy the movie for itself. Yeah, and uh, I also made sure to go to a showing that had the closed captions. That's so smart. <laughs> I love that. so smart. I love it. I watch everything I really should that do way, that. Because I'm yeah. deaf and I, I don't pay attention. I, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm like, dumb. No, but genuinely, like, there there have been people who have been, like, looking into this that, like, g- genuinely, movies are harder to hear these days, and that's partly because we've leaned even further to really realistic acting, which means people are talking quieter, they tend to, like, mumble a little bit more, like, the, genuinely people are, act, like, because acting always kind of grows and changes, right? Like, it's an art that reacts to the world, right? And so, like, right now, we're in an era where people tend to talk kind of mumbly and kind of quiet and then also just like the technologies around sound recording and sound mixing and all of this stuff like and, and there's just there's it's a really weird time in that in that side of the art of filmmaking and I can't remember exactly I was watching someone someone did a really great YouTube explanation about like why can't I fucking understand TV anymore like why do I need the captions on all the time and it's not just you right like this is a very everyone is noticing this um, or we're all just old, but we're louder on the internet now. So I'm saying everyone, but it's like anyone under 25 does not know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then also in a crowded theater, I mean, people might be moving around or like right. their phone on and talking. I, I get distracted very easily. Totally. Yeah. But I love, I love a captions on moment. I definitely leave the captions on a lot of, especially if it's like, if it's a, <laughs> funny comedy show i try not to or like stand-up comedy i'll turn the the captions off because sometimes they sort of ruin the punchline right because like it comes up before the person actually gets to it and i read faster than people talk necessarily so i have to turn it off for that that on like scary movies Yes, that's the thing I was gonna say. No more jump scares. I specifically turn I see it the on. Dot dot dot, and I'm like, exactly. Right, this dude's getting shot, and I know, and I'm ready. Something. But exactly that, like, for, and for any drama kind of show, because people are gonna be quiet, they're gonna like be giving their like their real feelings or whatever, and they're gonna do it in a fucking whisper. Uh, and I need to hear what they're saying. <laughs> um, especially for I turned the, when I watched Banshees of Inisherin, I had to turn the uh, captions on, not because you can't understand Irish accents, but because I needed to understand how the names were spelled. Like I needed to, like I couldn't understand them until I saw till I saw how it was spelled heard how they said it, and then I was like, okay, now I can remember this name, because otherwise it was just like a blur of sounds in my head, and I couldn't, like, I couldn't figure out where, like, the name ended and the next word began, so I needed to, like, see the names, and then I could do it. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that's cool that I, I need to look and see if my theater does, they have to do caption shows, right? Like, they at least one. Yeah, there's usually one a day, yeah. it seems, at my local theater, for, be for nice. bigger movies, at least. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, my, my local theater is a struggling, dying, regal cinema, so they don't really do anything but the big releases. <laughs> oh, I got a big AMC with, like, an IMAX. It's fantastic. Ugh. 
Uh, I love my janky little regal. I truly do. It's like three blocks from my house. Uh, there, It's never full, right? The, I, I went to like an opening night of a Marvel movie and it was a half full auditorium, uh, which I personally love because I don't like being around people. Um, oh, yeah. I always go at weird times because I don't yeah. like in a crowded theater I just but then it's it. also like it's been weird when I've gone to like a comedy or like a movie where you sort of want to be experiencing it with other people and there's like three other people in the theater and so no one it's not enough that you feel like you can like laugh loudly and like get into it but it's also so like there still are people there so you feel like you're not totally on your own so you're like aware of how much noise you're making <laughs> oh I want to be alone always yeah I do like to I do like to watch a movie alone People were I'm always laughing bummed at when like that last person comes in when you're like almost the only person in the theater. The movie's almost starting like previews start and you're like, fuck, yeah, I got this. This is amazing. And then one motherfucker comes in and they always sit right in front of you. That's, and you're like, that's always we're the me. only ones here. We're the only ones here. What are you doing? That's always me. I time it because I, every movie's over two hours now. And then yeah. we have 30 minutes of previews. I, used oh, I to love, love previews. Pre- well, I did when I was younger. I love them. Yeah. I'm on the Internet now. I, oh I see yeah, that's true. I, I don't need that. Yeah, I don't. I only watch trailers for movies that I'm actually genuinely like interested in or excited about, and so I actually do like usually see a trailer the first time in a movie theater, and I love it. I used to, but yeah, now I've already seen it, and I'm just like, get on with it. Plus, <laughs> see, oh fuck, oh, AMC has made me hate Nicole Kidman. After you but sit through 25, 30 like fucking this. minutes of trailers I've already seen and I don't care about, uh, then I have to have a commercial <laughs> for, for AMC. I know where I'm I am. Here. I, I know where I am. Already. I bought the ticket. I get I it. I literally gave you money already. Why are you advertising to me? <laughs> this is, oh, it makes me so angry. Okay, no, but the Regal ones are even worse because Regal doesn't have the kind of money to at least get like a, a high quality cinematography and a, and a, and an A list actor. The Regal one now, right now, is like some motherfuckers. It's it's the scene of people like going to a movie with their friends, buying concessions, going into the movie, and then like whatever. But every single line is a quote from a famous movie. So, and they all are like really chewing on it. Like it's very, it's so cringy and awful and like not in any way the way going to a movie is like an usher comes out and introduces the movie by saying like, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship and everyone cheers and it's so annoying. A guy like shows up dressed as fucking Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover and they have a whole little like hangover bit. And then Danny Trejo is in it. That's the guy. Like, that's the one they can get. And I love Danny Trejo, but he's just making, like, a fucking Godfather reference. He doesn't even get to make a Danny Trejo reference. It's so stupid. I hate it so much. And I'm like, I'm already here. I'm already here. I already bought a ticket. You do not need to advertise me right now. I don't know. Who's that for? I don't know. I don't know. And it's really bad. Like, at least the AMC one was good the first time you saw it. You're like, this is so stupid and hilarious. And, oh, my God, Nicole Kidman. Yes. It used to be longer. What? Yeah, it used to be, it used to be like a minute, and now it's only like thirty seconds. Thank God. Yeah, um, they could shave another thirty off. That's, I love that they're just still playing it. That it's just you just have to see Nicole Kidman every time you see a movie. It's made me hate her. Mm-hmm. And then every time a movie starts, I'm angry. <laughs> it makes me so bad. Uh, you're like fucking seeing the latest like Pixar movie, and you're just pissed off. I hate it so much. Like, nothing's better than 
when I get into the theater and I've timed it just right, and I see the mm. end of her stupid little spiel. <laughs> I'm like, yes! <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Oh my God, I'm so the opposite. I'm like... I got to get there early enough to see Maria Menounda's tell me about like whatever the fuck's going on behind the scenes of some TV show. I'm never going to watch. Yeah. I actually had to go through all that. So it was my dad and he likes, uh, yeah. like, he's an old yep. man, so he doesn't get on the internet. So we yeah. were, we were there like 10 minutes before they even yeah, started. Hell yeah. You got to see the 20. <laughs> he, he's not used to this whole reserve seating thing. Yeah. That has changed my movie habits to be fair. Like having reserve seating is I, I will show up much closer to start time now because I know where I'm going to sit. Whereas yeah, th- no I have the excuse of getting there early when before everyone everyone did assigned seating. So they really did kind of steal that uh, time to eat a, a, a hot dog from a movie concession stand before the movie starts. Uh, I do have to eat my hot dog now while while the previews are going. But I've it's learned to live at the movie theater. Me, every time. I love it. They're the only hot dogs I really like consistently. Ugh. I love them. I love movie theater hot dogs. They, It's like, it's it's a gas station hot dog with like a, like a little bit more freshness. I never get anything. I just wander over. Really? Nope. Huh. It's half that's a block away. Valid. I yeah, that. okay, that's fair. You can just eat in your house and then walk over. I have that pass where I can see three movies a week. Yeah. I'll just wander yeah, yeah, yeah. over, watch like half a movie, be like, this sucks, and just leave. You sound like a character from, like, a Noah Baumbach movie. <laughs> I don't really know what that means, but I'm going to take it as a compliment. That's fine. You know what? Go ahead. <laughs> um, should we talk about some fucking Guardians of the Galaxy final gauntlet? Uh, fine. Let's do it. All right. Where we left our heroes um, is that we've got the kill Gamora at all cost squad uh, going after Nova um, because Richard Ryder, who is currently Nova, uh, because Nova and Gamora had a, a, a romantic tryst and they are confident that Nova knows where she is. Um, we also have Groot. Uh, <laughs> gathering the rest of the current guardians to do a mutiny on Peter Quill and become captain and take the writer, uh, named after Winona writer, um, to find Gamora. Um, And obviously Peter is like, you can't do that. And then (laughs) Groot is like, but you see, uh, I did. Um, So they're there. And we know that Nebula's there and we know that uh, uh, Groot really wants to go get Gamora and save her before the kill Gamora squad kills her. And Peter's like, you can't kill someone who's already dead because they have hell of beef Um, because she tried to kill him. She did kill him. He was dead. Yeah, Um, she succeeded. Extremely valid beef. Um, We are in now issue three of Final Gauntlet part one. Uh, and we start off back on the gladiator ship where um, Eros has kind of just decided he's in charge and like completely taken over command of the ship without even asking. And my favorite dynamic so far has been the gladiator king guy just being like, it's not your ship, but yeah, okay, we'll do what you asked because that is actually the right thing to do next. (laughs) The ship should not stand. It's hilarious. Um, So we opened with Eros having this like, very emotional little monologue to a little soliloquy for himself um, talking about how, you know, he's talking to the um, 
sort of hologram of Thanos from the funeral. And he's just talking about how, like, I can't believe that, you know, I looked up to you um, and now I and then I hated you. And now I'm scared that I become a you because, like, look at me, I'm, I'm literally here, like, weighing souls. I'm hunting your daughter to, like, kind of try to balance the universe, which is always your fucking bullshit. And I can't believe you've, like done this has I can't believe this has happened to me like is this it is this what I'm supposed to do am I the one that becomes you um uh which put a pin in that um (laughs) and he you know he's just like you know I hope that this final gauntlet of yours brings you some peace because the rest of us are in hell uh and it does that wonderful comic book thing where the end of the sentence is finished you know in in a in a in a panel outside of the space. And when we get to see, um, Annihilus, the Lord of the, of this antimatter universe, oh, um, I love Annihilus. he looks, his character design is fucking sick. I, he's got like the fucking, the spiky shoulder blades and he's got this wild face with like, t- like with just the most intense, like mechanical looking fangs. And he's got the, like the, the, uh, 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 gargoyle kind of, um, wings with the pointy, yeah. At the top, you know what I mean? Like it fully made me think of gargoyles. <laughs> Just a big bug man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's obviously like you know standing. It. He's got some powers. He's uh he's a he's a baddie. Um, he controls the help. annihilation wave, which is just a ton of bugs, like billions. That's of what's them. behind him there. Okay. Oh, man. That. Wow. Well, I annihilation hate that. run is, is that a one of my favorites from Dune? of all time. It's so good. That's like it looks like there's a sandworm from Dune behind him. Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's like a baby one. Yeah, yeah, that's cute. This is pet. Um, so uh, you know he's um, he's he's down in his lair, and we get uh, Hella and her her squad. You know the the bring Thanos back squad. So we've got we've got kind of like three groups of people black operating, order. right? Yeah, the get Thanos back squad. That's what I said. Um, the Black <laughs> Order, and then we've got the Kilgamora squad, where Ghost Rider, Eros. Um, and some other and Nebula, uh, uh, and the and the and the Gladiator guy, they're all over there. And then you've got the Guardians, the Save Gamora squad, which is Bill, um, and kind of Peter Groot is is there with them. We'll come back. That, so that's kind of the those are the those are the squads we've got. Those are the operating pieces that we've got. Um, and Hela is there to ask Annihilus about Thanos's head. Um, and Annihilus is just like giving a little speech about like, oh, he never should have existed. I fucking hated that guy. And hell is just like, I don't care his head. Like what? Stop talking and tell me where his head is. Um, and he gestures over and it's just a couple of like little bug kids kicking around Dennis's head. Like it's a soccer ball. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Which I really love. Um, and of course, like Hella's, uh, uh, you know, her, her lackeys, like, I want to fucking kill this guy. But then um, Hella has to pull her, you know, what, really show us what she's made of in terms of the, the spooky knowledge of when people are going to die. Uh, Annihilus, like, lunges for her, and she stabs him in the back, but not enough to kill him. And she's just like, I know, actually, the exact moment of your final death. I know you can die. Um, you will not live forever. I know this because I know exactly when you are going to die. It's not going to be today. It's not going to be right now. But it will happen unless I stop it. So, about that head. <laughs> about that head. I just, she's so down to business. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's just not fucking around. And I admire that. Um, I wish I had that kind of chutzpah. Uh, <laughs> wow. 
you know, like I just really, I'm, <laughs> I'm entering my queen of hell phase. Um, meanwhile, uh, way far away, we're going to catch up with, uh, with Nova who has crash landed, uh, on a, on a planet with bird people. Do, do we know where the hell he is? Eleanor one, four, three. Uh, oh, uh, no, I'm not sure what that okay. is. It might just be like a random place, but he's, um, he is, he lands, crash lands on this planet and he like immediately says to the, the creatures there, like, you need to run, like, get the fuck away. Um, as he's then blasted in the back because the anti-Gamora squad has landed. They're like, stay where you are. We've already, we've disabled your connection to the Nova Corps, which can you explain a little bit about like what, the, I assume I know what that means, but like, is it like a, a psychic connection? Like, what does he mean by like your connection to the Nova Corps? So it's like this force that the the Nova have, like it, it's dispersed throughout like, all their different, basically like, space cops, which is kind right, of yeah. Nova is. Yeah, they are, yeah. Yeah, it, it just like gives them, Bank powers like they can fly and like shoot things out of their blast out of their hand. Okay, okay, so it's not just like a communication thing, it's like literally like the source of your power. To, um, it's like connected to some sort of like I, I can't remember what it's called, but it's some like computer AI thing that oh, okay, yeah, it's, so it's, it's pretty like, complex. <laughs> it is, but I'm making it sound more complicated than it is. Okay, okay. Um, but he's cut off from it because apparently that's a thing that they have the power to do. Um, don't explain why, which is fine. Um, uh, they're like, you know, tell us where Gamora is. We cut you off from your, the Nova Corps. And he's like, no. And he still gets to, he still shoots a blast. Um, he still, he shoots, he shoots him still. So he's got some connections, you know, to his power still. Um, and he's like, you'll never find her as long as I'm standing. And then we have Wraith shows up who I really like. Um, He's the design is great. He's very like I like that his whole character is like I am not doing this because I agree or believe anything people here are doing this. I have been promised one specific thing and I am going to work until I get that thing and then I'm out. And I like that. I like that kind of a character who's just like I'm literally not getting involved in this shit because I care. I just like I'm going to get what I need and go. Yeah, singularly focused. Yeah, Man exactly. Um, and he lands to give his little, we get it, finally get a little introduction to him. He was born Cree and made more. He cannot die, can't feel pain. Um, he doesn't actually want to hurt Nova. It's just that, like, you're a means to the end, so gotta, like, fuck you up. Um, and he's, like, he starts, you know, using his powers on Nova, obviously, causing him a great deal of pain. Um, and they're like, you know, stop it. Like, you can't, we need him alive. Like, please don't actually kill him. Um, and <laughs> Ghost Rider's like, uh, can we calm the hell down for a second, everyone? <laughs> like, kind of walks in like, hey, all right, guys. <laughs> yeah, you know you're off the rails when uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider's like, chill, bro. He's like, calm down. Um, and he turns off his uh, his flame skull head to sort of have a little man-to-man -man with Nova. He's like, look, here's the deal. Like, Thanos is dropping his consciousness. We're all but certain it's going to be Gamora. Like, like you you need to tell us where she is because it's going to be fucking awful if you don't. Um, and Nova has the same response that, you know, we are really seeing these two, the two, the major divide is, can you punish someone for something they haven't done yet? Right? Like what is the balance of deciding 
the likelihood that someone will commit a crime and punishing them because of that likelihood. Well, it's almost like like report. they're exactly like pre-crime sort of. And then but also like profiling. Do you know what I mean? Like it's also a pretty it's not a perfect metaphor, but there is an element of like, is it fair to assume that because somebody fits a certain kind of criteria that they are like likely enough to commit a crime that you have to punish them beforehand? And the stakes for this one is that they're going to kill her. Right. Like we're going to kill you because of the possibility that you may do something bad. But also the something bad that she could do is become Thanos, right? So, which is like a universe ending bad. So it's like a really, like, I'm obviously very on the don't kill Gamora side, but I I appreciate that I like, I get it. I get why they're like, no, it's, 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 it's very like Spock and like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, right? Yeah, I mean, Thanos um, is a plague. He's right. the worst. And if you have an option to end that plague, like I could see where you would think you were morally you're morally obligated to do that um but then also it's like it is pretty morally abhorrent to punish someone for something that their parent did or something that they had like that they might do someday um and of course like that so that's really like the the core sort of like battle that's happening um and uh uh also, Frank Castle points out that, like, you know, uh, Nova's like, you can't you can't kill her for something she hasn't done. And he's like, but she has done it. Or like, did I imagine the Infinity Stone saga, which, again, I haven't read that, but I can tell by everyone's talking about it that it was really bad. And she, like, became Thanosy at some point. Right. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, kind of being a dick. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, cosmic scale, you know, Um and like, and, and Ghost Rider's just like, it's time to pick a side, Rich. And Nova's like, yeah, I have. And then he zooms off. Boom. It's off the, off the planet. Um, and uh, what the fuck is the gladiators guy name? I never remember it. She, the Shi'ar. Sh- He's, the Shi'ar. Shi'ar. What, his name though. Gladiator. His, okay, it is just Gladiator? Yeah. Fuck yeah, okay, I'm good. <laughs> Whew, I wanted to make sure. Um, Gladiator's like, we gotta go after him. And like, Ghost Rider's like, no, you're like, you literally cannot go after Richard Ryder. You're not going to catch him. That's like not a thing that can happen. Um, let him run. Um, Nebula's like, we can track him. Like it's, it's, he's confused. He's outmatched. He's bleeding out. We know where he's going to go. Where the fuck do you think he's going to? And so, um, of course we flash to the writer. Um, and I love this scene so much. It's Peter is fetal position on the bed, face in a pillow. He is absolutely miserable. Well. And from outside, we hear Groot. Quill, the universe is falling apart. Quill, the galaxy. Quill. And Peter responds, I'm dead, Groot. (laughs) 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 Which I love. And Groot's like, Peter, the universe is. And and Peter's just like, whatever. I don't care. Just let it happen. Um, And he's like, and then Groot pulls. Damn it, Quill. Groot didn't want to tell you like this. It's about your father. There's been an accident. And Peter immediately, he's up. He's fucking awake. And he runs to the door, pulls the door open. And outside are the guardians. And immediately, Groot's like, your dad's fine. (laughs) So And Bill calls him out like, that was shameful. (laughs) How dare you? And Groot's just like, whatever. Look, we had a meeting. (laughs) Um, And, oh, I, 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 we are getting to this part. Groot's like, we had a meeting. We're going to go save her. Um, we are family. We're going to go save Gamora. Like once a guardian, you're part of the family forever. And Peter's like, no, she's not. She almost killed half the universe. Um, she killed me. I don't give a shit. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't care. Um, I stood for her 
against Adam Warlock. I don't know what happened there, but sounds rough. Um, and and he and he tried right. Um, and then he takes a big big swig out of his drink, and Groot snatches the bottle out of his hand. And is like, this isn't helping. Fuck off. Like, get your shit together. I love this moment of like Groot just being like, no, I'm done, Peter. <laughs> like, yeah. I love it. That is wit's end. Yeah, well, and it's a it's a dynamic that like I you know you don't I haven't seen the third movie, but we don't see this dynamic between Peter and really like anyone, and I kind of really like Groot being his sort of like his caretaker in a way, like the way that Groot has turned into this this like almost a parent to Peter, right? Like in this moment, he's like, no, I'm actually taking I'm going to be in charge because you are not capable of being in charge. Um, uh, and, and he just like, he smashes the bottle against the wall. Groot does. He's like, we're not asking for permission. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna go find her. Um, and, uh, and, and Peter's like, but you don't even know where he is. And she is. And Groot's like, I'll tell him. Um, what I really like is that then Peter's like, but that's a family secret. And he's like, they're guardians now. They're family, no matter what and leaves Peter in the hallway with his booze crashed on the ground. And he's just like, ah, fuck. Ah, shit. Um, And he's like having a little come to Jesus moment with himself when the ship starts moving. And he's like, wait, what the fuck? (laughs) He runs to the, (laughs) runs to the, the, the like pilot area, the front of the the cabin. Anyways. um, And he's like, that's the word you're looking for. Yeah, I think so, too. He's like, uh, what the fuck? You're taking the writer? And he's like, yeah, no, like, what? how else were we going to get around? Like, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> and he's like, Peter's, like, trying to get Groot to, like, ah, no, no, I can't let this go on. You got to stop. And then <laughs> Groot says, plop, 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 plop. <laughs> Peter's like, what the fuck? And Groot's like, I don't have lips. I can't make a fart sound. But that was me making a fart sound. <laughs> so good. I love it so much. And then that's how Groot announces that like, no, you've been usurped. You've, you've been, uh, uh, we have, we have had, um, a coup and you are, you are mutinied. Um, and I'm going to have my first officer, uh, eject you from the cabin now. And Peter's like first officer and it's fucking Beta Ray Bill. Best. Look at me. Look at me. I am the captain now. I am the captain now. Um, only he went plap, 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 plap. (laughs) (laughs) You made it alone. It's just Groot's exact version of that. Um, and like, and, and Peter's like, you can't do this to me. Like what fucking second officer do you have? And it's beta Ray Bill. And he's just like, sit down, Peter. And Peter's like, Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. That second officer. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Valid. Uh, which is great. And he's like, you know, I don't like this. Um, you're lucky that you're a giant terrifying horse. Um, and, uh, it's still my ship. <laughs> Uh, and Vela's like, of course it is, Peter. Of course. Um, and then they're, um, you know, they're they're going to find ha- they're going to Half World. Um, and this is why I didn't want to do this. Go to Gamora because she's gone after Rocket. Yeah, that's where he's um, from. And that's the okay. That's what I thought. I figured it was like his home planet. Um, I love this shot we get at the very end of Gamora standing out, you know, looking over the homeworld of Rocket um, with a giant gun on her back. Uh, so that is the end of issue three. Um, I I just, I'm, every issue, there's so much character development and there's so much, like, action in such a small amount of space. Like, I know we said this last time, but I am continually, like, so impressed with the 
like artistry of this writing. Like, I think this is plot wise, obviously it's great, but I think just like the way that it's actually written is some of my favorite that we've seen so far, the pacing and the, like how much is in every single thing anyone says. Donnie Cates is one of the best doing it right now. I, I mean, like, it's just so rich. <laughs> it's like a rich text, you know? Like, I feel like I could be taking an English class about <laughs> like the way that they're doing. Like, it's just, I love that I'm getting probably the artsiest I have felt. And it's fully about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But, like, that makes sense to me, too. You know what I mean? Like, because it's the goofiest, so anybody taking it seriously is going to have to layer that seriousness in with the goofiness. And that immediately just makes the text, like, denser and richer. Yeah, I mean, you have to be aware of what you're dealing with yeah yeah exactly and like i i yeah i really appreciate it so um issue four uh love the cover art for this we get like our new guardian lineup um with uh peter in his star lord uh mask and it's just like a sick sick fucking picture uh moon dragons looking badass in a little cape and like it's just i i it's just one of those images what's interesting about this one too is you'll note that uh Ghost Rider is in the lineup for this cover art for issue four, even though we know he's on team kill Gamora. And while that's like a cool artistic choice, I'm also like, hmm. <laughs> like that's suspicious. Maybe he's jumping ship. I mean, look, I don't think he uh, is. He doesn't strike me as a character who would feel any kind of way about flip flopping and changing sides. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't seem like a thing that would even stop him for a second. No. Oh, no, not at all. I like that. Nah, there's no, I mean, there's no way. He's crazy. So who knows? Yeah, he's exactly. He's a wild card. Logic, logic is not a uh, part of the game we're playing here. The Charlie Kelly of uh, <laughs> that's a that's a really good way to explain it. Actually, that's a good good way to just dive you right into where you need to be. Um, speaking of where we need to be, uh, they have now landed on Half World, ancestral home of Rocket Raccoon. Um, Last known location of the deadliest woman in the galaxy. Love that. Uh, very much giving me um, Superman calling Batman like the the most dangerous man in the world. Yeah, um, I like that a lot. <clears throat> oh, pardon me. Uh, so then uh, Groot's like, "Hey, we're here. Um, we're we're it's your captain speaking. We're here for one reason. Let's not overcomplicate this. We're gonna get out. We're gonna find Gamora. We're gonna grab her and we're gonna leave. That's our whole plan. Don't like." We're not fucking around. We're not trying to find Rocket. We're not talking to anybody. We have one plan. Um, they're walking out of the ship, and Bill's like, all right, got it. No worry. Like, Captain Groot, we have the element of surprise, but he doesn't finish the word surprise before he's shot in the helmet because Gamora's already there. And <laughs> she finishes the sentence, surprise, which yep. I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> She's not um, messing around. Yeah, and then she's like, all right, now I have your attention. Allow me to, but then, of course... Bill throws his axe like at her and she says, Flark me, which I really like. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> because like they've just been doing asterisks and stuff like for swears. And so I like that, like, it's not that this is a swear word in another language. She's just literally using like crap instead of fuck, right? Like, <laughs> it's very Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Don't, yeah, no, 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 no. I totally thought like it's in the fracking ship, like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so she gets, you know, hit with with bill's uh uh axe 
Um, and, uh, and Groot's like, or, or Bill's like, you know, all right, uh, maybe, maybe we, she doesn't want us here. Like we're, we're getting some pushback, you know, on the prey. Um, some pushback. <laughs> you just got shot in the head, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like Vela's like, glad to see Gamora's doing well. And <laughs> like Moondragon's like, yeah, she seems great. We can leave. <laughs> um, but then she also, uh, she, is super smart because she grabs the the axe as it comes at her again, swings it back around and has planted a bunch of tiny explosives on it and then detonates them to blow the fuck up, like blow Bill out of a goddamn universe. That's very Star Lord of her. She's not taking any, oh, that's funny. Oh, that's really funny. I hadn't even thought of that. Um, Wow. Uh, what I like then, Bill stands up and he's like, his his costume is completely wrecked. Like, he's now just in his little skivvies. Uh, but he's like, that was impressive. Yeah. Respect, <laughs> uh, dude. I love that. He's like, likes he's like. You know what I mean? Like, and she's like, oh, great. You're going to love this. Um, but before she can act, Groot grabs her with his little viney vines and he she's just like ah no fuck uh, <laughs> like really funny i just love i love this like very serious mixed with the like absolutely goofy and the, that idea of like you have this really you have all this momentum and this big serious moment you're gonna give the line and you're gonna like do the thing and then whoop nope you just like got scooped up like a two-year-old having a tantrum in a parking lot yep <laughs> just um and he's just like stop it her. And he's just like, stop trying to kill guardians. And she's like, who the fuck? How are, how, why is Beta Ray Bill a guardian? I thought you were here for Rocket. Um, and, uh, you know, and he's like, why'd you try to kill him then? And she says, no one's going to kill Rocket before I do. And Groot's just like, I hate this. I hate this. And he just like, immediately, what I like about Groot is that he doesn't have capacity to hide how he's feeling. Right. Like uh, kind of like Drax in the movies, I think, where it's just like there's no like, why are we playing games? I hate this. Give me a hug. I miss you so much. I hate that we're fighting. Like, why are we even pretending like we don't love each other? You know, the um, hug is so good. That hug is so good. Um, And like, I love this. She's just like, I miss you, too. I like the punk thing. <laughs> yeah, he's got the <laughs> he's, got, he's got a spiky mohawk and he's going through it. Right. Like this is his rebel. This is his dealing with his grief, Um, which as somebody who went like kind of too far in certain aesthetics to deal with my trauma, like I can really relate to this. <laughs> I, too, gave myself a mohawk out of uh, uh just a, a sense of needing control. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. I shaved um, <laughs> my head once because of that I get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. exactly. We've all been there. I have orange hair right now. Like, come on. Full speed. Uh, good for you. You know, everyone should do that at least once. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Um, or did I? Uh, and so, and of course, you know, everyone's watching this like snuggly little reunion and Beta Ray Bill gives a great line where he's just like, every time I wake up on this team, my regret and confusion is to my place upon it grows immensely. <laughs> And Moon Dragon, he talks. I love it. And Moon Dragon re- responds with no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that he's like the way he talks is so you're right. Like, and I, and I have to say again, like a testament to the writer to be able to capture so many people that have like totally different thought processes and therefore like speaking processes. And I obviously like lots of people have been very good at this through all the books that we've read, but we're talking about this one right now. So um, we're talking about how good they are in here. He's just like so um, proper and stoic. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, he uses, it's not overly flowerly lang- language. Cause it is very specific 
specific, right? Like it is very like articulate and and specific. It's just that he uses like words I wouldn't necessarily expect or like sort of just, you know, more SAT words. <laughs> Uh, but not like trying to be flat, right? Like he's not trying to sound sou- smarter than he is. It's just like, that's how he talks. Yeah, and so it doesn't feel is. pretentious. It's just fun. Like, it's just enjoyable. Um, Groot explains to Gamora that everyone's trying to kill him, kill her. Uh, you need to be, we need to not be around rocket. You need to get the fuck out of here. Um, I know, like, I, I know you made a promise to believe, uh, to believe me. And we're all mad at rocket for what he's doing. Um, but you have to believe me that you ha- you have to get out of here right now. Um, everyone's trying to kill you. And we get this little shot of, you know, a bunker with a bunch of guns and like, it's clearly, it's got a little bit of moss on it and stuff, but, and when the, in through some, some screens on a very armored window, we see a little claw reach out, right? Little, so we know, I don't know what he did. <laughs> Um, but Groot promises that after they've sorted out all of this, everyone wants to kill you business. He will come back with her and they will do rocket, um, which we know is something that, that Groot has, like he grew a Mohawk to avoid his feelings about rocket. Right. So him promising this to Gamora is huge. It's a really big thing that he's doing. And she agrees. Um, and she gets on the ship um, and she's like, ah, it's a new ship. It's awful. I like it. Um, which is great. Uh, and she makes a comment about the name of it. And he's Groot's like, you're going to have to ask Peter. And then that's when Peter and Gamora see each other for the first time. We get a nice long panel so you can see how far apart they are in the yeah. hallway. Great. Um, which I really love that. Um, and, uh, She's like, hey, can we talk before anything? And he's immediately like, yeah, I'm going to need to put cuffs on you. Going to have to lock you up. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you know, Gamora's like, yep, no, I uh, I get that. Um, just know that, like, uh, this is all one of Thanos' games. You're doing this because you're playing along with him. And it's uh, kind of shitty. And he's like, yeah, well, that's what he would say. Um, and I don't know that I know you anymore. And it's very painful and very sad. And she's just like, all right. Um, fine. And he's putting the cuffs on her. And before she can say, I'm sorry, uh, boom, huge explosion. Oh my God. They are under attack. Um, they don't, th- not, something just smashed into them. They, it's not an attack. Oh God. What the fuck smashed into them? It's Nova. Nova has smashed onto the writer and he's Richard like, Ryder they're on the coming. Writer. Yep. Yep. Uh, and he's like, Oh my God, Nova, what the fuck happened? And Nova's like, they're coming here. You have to warn her. And then he sees Gamora and he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm such a fucking idiot. Because right to her. guess who's right fucking behind him? Yep. 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 Um, and they are. And it's the whole it's the whole squad of bad guys. There's one guy in here. OK, so we've got Gladiator. We've got Nova. We've got Wraith. We've got. Uh, Ghost Rider, Cosmic Ghost Rider. Who is this guy that looks like the Black Knight from Monty Python? Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. And he has, like, what looks like the Xbox symbol on his chest, just, like, turned to the side. <laughs> Look at it, though. Is yeah. that not, like, straight up You're the Xbox wrong. logo? <laughs> and then a bunch of other sort of generic, like, clearly, you know, generic henchman types. Um yeah, well, you figure out who that, like, weird Black Knight from <laughs> Monty Python is. Um, 
got, uh, uh, so they've, they've, they've shown up. Richard Ryder is a fucking idiot and, uh, everybody knew he would be Nova saw that coming a mile away. Um, and, he, uh, gladiator is like, Hey guardians, like you don't have to die today. We don't have any beef with you, beef with you at all. You just give us Gamora and we will go on our way. And we never have to like, it's going to be, this is the best way for everybody to go. Um, and of course, um, yeah, that's not going to, that's not going to ride with our, with our star Lord boy. He's like, I don't really care much about all of this. Um, seems like it's going to play out the same way, no matter what I do. Um, you know, I don't really give a shit what you're doing. I don't really give a shit about Gamora, but, um, you don't fucking threaten my ship. Where <laughs> <laughs> he draws the line. Um, and he's like, you don't threaten my ship. And then, of course, Groot's like, actually, it's um, mine because of the mutiny. And he's like, shh, 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 I'm doing a thing right now, Groot. <laughs> Which, like, okay, having seen the movies first, I really love the, like, sort of self-aware, like, the you know, we're going to call out those moments of, like, you're monologuing right now. Like, oh, you're waiting for the punchline, whatever. Um, and I wasn't sure how much of that was source material versus, like, James Gunn also is good at that kind of humor. He does that kind of humor a lot. Uh, so it was really fun, ha like, getting into this and being like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, this is also just a Guardians thing. Like, this is a thing that you yeah. can expect from Guardians comics that they are going to, like poke fun at the whole superhero trope while also being superheroes, <laughs> which I love. I love that. It's like, we know what we're doing and uh, come along with us. Yeah, um, it's great. And, you know, uh, uh, Quill's like, or, uh, you know, the, the um, gladiators, like, you know, you don't even have defenses. You have no weapons. Like your ship is shit. Like, just give up. Come on. Like, if you don't care, why bother? And then of course, um, Peter's like, oh, no weapons? Huh, look closer. And then we get a squad shot of like the new guardians all together in their in their power poses. You've got like Moon Dragon with her hand out to do her magic shit. You've got like Vela's all like up flying. Everybody's like ready to go. Um, there's a little lens flare going off on Beta Ray Bill's axe. It's a it's a great image of all of them. And like Nova, or not Nova, um, what I like about this too is that everyone's kind of very close together right behind Peter. Um, who's getting his Star-Lord mask on. And Gamora is also there. She's all the way in the back. And she's still, like, but she's still cuffed, but she's got power stance legs. Um, and I really, I love that because she's still part of the Guardians, right? But she's she's physically distanced in the image, but she's still in the image because she is still a Guardian. And she is still going to try and help. And I really like that's such a good frame. That's such a, like, it tells so much of yep. what's going on with these characters in this one frame. God, I love it. Um, comic books are so good. <laughs> they can be. Like, I, I, I am a broken record, but like, that's the point of this podcast, right? Is like figuring out all of the ways that comic books can be good in ways that like regular, like prose books and movies, like neither of them can really count. Like, you know what I mean? Like they all have their, their, positives all the things that are good about them and comic books actually are like a totally separate medium that can do things that neither of those mediums can do and it's awesome and i'm having a great time anyways um <laughs> so they're like you know they're getting laser beamed by gladiator eyes uh they're getting knocked to shit groot's like we gotta land on a planet because like we really we don't actually have any shit on this uh plane uh on this on the ship um and gamora's like get me out so that I can help and star Lord. I'm going to call him star Lord when he has the mask on and he's Peter when he doesn't um, just like uh, uh, 
Ghost Rider is Ghost Rider when his head's on fire and he's Frank Castle when it's not. Um, that's how I, I am trying to like to to I'm trying to stick to that so that it's easier to tell who I'm talking about or what's happening when we are uh, an audio medium and I'm explaining a visual medium. Um, so, you know, little little tricks. Um, Star Lord's like, absolutely not. Um, like and he literally just tells her to go to her room. <laughs> go to your room. And I'm like, one, where would her room be on this ship? Two, she doesn't she doesn't ask that. She's like, did you just tell me to go to my room? Like, what? Um, but go to your room, which valid, true. Um, so they they find a planet. Groot's like, found a planet. We can land on here. Um, but our landing uh, hydraulics are completely fucked. Uh, they're completely broken, and we can't do it without a raccoon. Like, we that would be the only way we could fix it. Um, Beta Ray Bill's like, we're not friends. Um, and he just uses his body just uses his powerful body and his asgardian powers to just slow the ship down from space and then and then land it like carefully set it down on the planet and like i i knew he was big and strong but that's nuts yeah that's insane big strong boy <laughs> he's so strong he's terrifying like how is he not a much bigger deal in the Marvel universe. He's like, he's like Hulk and also Thor and also a horse. (laughs) Yeah. I love him. I love him. Um, I understand now why you like him so much. Um, He's just the best. He's amazing. So now we have a big battle scene. Um, One of the downsides of using a digital comic service is that when you have those two page spreads, they're immediately smaller um, because it like it, it moves them into the middle of the screen. So it kind of sucks because I feel like it somewhat times takes away the grandeur of these two page spreads that are like huge and beautiful. And it kind of like, I will, that's like my one sort of like bummer about not reading the physical copies, but I'm certainly not going to go fucking find them and, buy them god no um well maybe a little bit maybe sometimes but uh yes yeah, so we have a great uh, battle between the pro gamora anti-gamora sides um and there uh unfortunately gladiator does uh take beta ray bill's axe and he's like i'll keep this and beta ray bill's like sure okay as long as you want and then of course it comes back and like smashes into the ground and gladiator gets like trapped under it which is very funny um and so we get a great battle scene of everybody just, you know, fighting against each other. Did you, were you able to Google who the, like, I cannot he's like, figure he's, it out. <laughs> Cause he's got like, like machinery on him too. We'll figure it, you know, it'll, it'll come up if it needs to. <laughs> I have no idea who he is, but, uh, so Gamora's like, this sucks. I want to fight. This is dumb. And she just like hulks out, um, and like starts breaking her space cuffs, um, which good for her, you know, strong female characters um and uh uh he gladiator and beta ray bill are fighting and uh beta ray bill is not giving it his all and gladiator's getting pissed off he's like fucking fight me you asshole um and moon dragons the dragon is uh getting punched through by the by the cosmic powers of ghost rider um and of course that is that distracts Vela, who then gets hit in the face by nova um and you know it's just very it's a lot of and then just gonna fucking kill everybody um uh star lord comes over he's like oh my god Vela, are you okay i'm alive but i just fucking hate this fucking universe man which is so good (laughs) i hate this fucking universe (laughs) that's so relatable um i love that uh 
And then uh, Nova comes up from behind, uh, smashes Peter's uh, uh, mask off, gets her knife gun arm up against his throat, and she's like, I'm done. Uh, this is over. Um, and Peter's, of course, like, I'm not going to give up Gamora. That's not going to happen. And Nebula's like, I don't care. I'm going to get her either way. I'm just going to kill you. Uh, but incredible timing, of course. Right before Nebula can finish her little I'm going to kill you, Peter Quill speech, she gets blasted in the chest by a giant gun held by none other than Gamora, who has hooked out of her 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 cuffs and she screams get the hell away from my friends and i love that she's shooting this giant gun bullet casings flying everywhere with one hand and just has her other hand up in like a clenched like thing not even a fist just her fingers up like ah like just in fury i i think it's hilarious i love it um unfortunately um peter's like shit no gamora like why the hell did you come out here they're after you um and beta ray bill is like watch out but unfortunately he is in that moment like wrestling the gladiator who has scary laser heat eyes um and the scary laser heat eyes do uh end up hitting gamora in the leg um and nebula gets the upper hand nebula goes to shoot gamora with a big giant gun and Peter Quill dives in front of it and takes the full force of the blast for Gamora. Um, everyone is taken aback. Everyone, like, immediately, Groot's like, Pete, like, what? Gamora runs to his side. He's on the ground. He's coughing up blood. She's like, why would you do that? Like, what the fuck? And he's just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I got no fucking idea. <laughs> he literally, he literally is like, I don't know anything. I don't know. I don't know why I did that. So um, and and uh, they are having this. You know, the battle is still raging in the background, but of course, our our guardians are you know enraged now because they think Pete has been fatally wounded. Um, Gamora is like, no, come on, like open your eyes. You have to. You have to stay. You can't. Like you can't do this. Um, and we get the last page which is uh just gamora laying over peter's limp body um and all of the rest of the the battle has paused everyone has stopped everyone is just looking at gamora and peter yeah, lying on the battlefield and that is the end of issue number four um holy shit right? <laughs> holy shit like, again, so amazed that I have been able to pick up on so much backstory just from the, like, the way that it's woven into the way people are talking about things that happened that don't feel like, uh, you know, in a movie where a character's like, well, remember when we were in eighth grade and your mom went on that trip and when she came back, she brought you a haunted doll and you put it in your closet and you haven't looked at it in six years? Like, yeah. it doesn't feel really like they're yeah, trying. Those conversations that no one actually has. Right, this feels really natural that people would be man. exactly like it's it it's folded into the way people are talking to each other, and like there are certain characters that are positioned to actually make like a lot of sense, right? Like it makes a lot of sense that they would need to ask a question about what's going on. They haven't been there, right. or they're like from a different universe, or whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I think I think we want to 
we're moving slower through these because they are so dense. Um, there are two left in this volume, and uh, I wanna I wanna pause us here, and then we'll do the two next ones next issue next uh, um, episode, uh, and then we are gonna do part two. I'm gonna read ahead on it um, and see whether we want to do two or three issues a store. Uh, uh, but I have a feeling it's gonna be another one where we just like it's just so dense. Um, yeah. And I just love to talk about the. <sighs> I think it's obviously part of this is because I'm getting more used to comic books, right? Like we've read quite a few comics at this point. And so my ability to sort of like dive in, right? Like, and understand sort of what I like, what I don't like, what's good, what's not good. So I feel like that sort of, um, it biases me towards certain, like this I'm loving so much because I feel like I understand, like I'm able to dig in even more than I have before. So I can't actually tell if it's that much better than what we've read in the past or if it's just like, uh, my like brain is open to a new level this time. But I mean, just we've read the, some good stuff, but we really is, have. This is pretty great. Well, and I like these characters so much, right? Like, I feel like with, um, with some of the stuff we've read, like, obviously, like, I loved Batman going in, but Batman is a very different kind of, like, he's not a silly, goofy friend, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a very different kind of character to love. Um, and I do, like, very much, but, uh, and, you know, a lot of the other stuff has been introducing me to characters. And with Guardians, like, again, I only know them from the movies, but it's so my shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, the sense it's of humor. Weird, it's silly, the kinds of but characters. Right, exactly, and that's my favorite thing. If like, you can be sarcastic and earnest in the same piece of art without it feeling like you you're fucking up, like that's my shit. Like it just act in my veins. Like I love I love a sassy, sarcastic character that like has really big feelings and ends up having to deal with them. And like Peter Quill is that. Like that oh, yeah. is the definition of Peter Quill, yeah. and I love him. <laughs> the best. Um, fully, fully on the Beta Ray Bill fan train. Now, I remember when we were first going to read this, you were like, I wonder, like, have you met him yet? When I was first, like, I was on, like, page one, and I was like, all right, I'm diving in, and you texted me. You were like, have you met Beta Ray Bill yet? And I was like, yeah, he's already here. Like, I don't get it. He's kind of like a stuffy horse guy. No, I get it. I get it. I love him. I would die for him. Bojack Norseman. Bojack Norseman! How do we be that for Halloween, though? Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. Like, how would you combine? Like, how would you? Okay, now I have to think about how that costume would work. Because I feel like you could. Yeah. Okay. No. I, mm -hmm. I can't talk out we'll loud about it. it until I think. <laughs> but I have ideas. Um, yeah. So I I am still absolutely loving this. I feel like I the there are so many individual panels that are just so. Not even like, oh, my God, this is a painting I want to put on my wall, but just like, wow, you got a lot of information across in such a very specifically small yep. amount of space. And like the sense of movement. That's another thing I've really liked about this. And I think the, uh, All-Star Superman did this really well, too. But the the exactly right amount of like whooshes and action lines, right, like movement lines on the page and like the the way that the camera angle will put you in the position of the moving object moving towards the like character or whatever. I really like that. And I like that it really like I do get the sense of physical movement between the characters and like the where where they are in space continues to make sense all the time. Like it's clear that they had it mapped out. And when someone walks, you know, if you see someone in the background and someone walks by them in a specific direction, that person is still physically like the, it makes sense where they are in the next panel, even if the next panel is in another angle. 
Um, and that's, I feel, I just like, that's such a, a piece of what writing comic books is that I hadn't considered as part of like the art of it. Yeah. Um, so but maintaining that, it, like, than you would think, right. Very because there's no, you don't actually have physical people there to be like, you stand over here, you stand over here, and then we can photograph you from every different angle. Like you have to have that either in your head or in your sketch or like whatever it is. And I just think it's like, they do such a good job of, because it's so well established that characters are moving in logical ways and they're, they exist in space in a way that is real, then that sense of motion makes more sense because when somebody moves, you're not just like, oh, it's just like a weird angle. It's like, no, they actually walked over. Like they actually, they physically moved. That's why they're there now. Um, and I just hadn't thought about the way that that is such an important part of how you draw and like, and sort of create a comic book. And it's really fun to be appreciating more of it. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, the more you sort of see the details, it's, it's like, oh my like God, writing. wait. Yeah, it's so much more. Punch out a bunch of, uh, and it's not a screenplay either, yeah, right? Like it's not like mean. you just like write a movie and then make a make a visual of it. Like it is a whole different kind of writing, and it's a whole different like both a freedom and a box to put yourself in, right? Like, yes, because there is a freedom there then to explore. Like, how much can I tell with like just a, a one image and then another slightly altered image? W what amount of story can I tell? in just those two panels. And it's like a shit ton turns out, right? Yep. Um, but I'm also right. how do I then like capture things that are like a battle where it's all in motion and people are moving around and it needs to feel chaotic, but you're on a still page and people get to take as long as time as they want to go from one panel to another. Um, and it's just like, ah, it's so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, uh, I love this. I really like it. I, we can read more of this author for sure, um, but I want to get through the rest of this, this Venom story. Is pretty incredible. Oh, I bet. Um, yeah, the rest of the story is fantastic. I am excited to read. I'm gonna read volume two probably like today. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able. I try to read them like right before we record so that I remember what's going on. But now that we've like, I haven't read this in a little bit, and now that we've gotten back into it, talking about it, I'm like, oh wait, that's right. I really like this. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Uh, I want to know what happens next. Um, I do. I will say uh, issue five is very exciting. Uh, there's going to be a character that shows up a couple pages in that I, um, I've, I've verbally expressed excitement when this character showed up <laughs> <laughs> alone in my house, reading a comic book. I went, Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm at. That's, that's what's happened to me. Um, yeah, I mean, you'll know the second they show up. Why? Who I'm? Who I'm talking about? Um, yeah. How did you? How did you feel about uh, this set? This these two issues. Love it. I mean, I co-signed everything you just said. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it's really well done, and I'm uh, I'm I'm enthralled. Uh, God, this has just been. I I knew, and I know I kind of keep saying this. Like, I knew that this would end up being fun, but I'm so pleased at how easy it is that it's fun. You know what I mean? Like, and I want to say this, like, I guess for anyone who's kind of uh, getting into comic books, considering that this whole podcast is about me getting into comic books, that like, um, it's just not as hard as you think it is to just absolutely fall head over heels for this stuff. Like, it's just, it's the, the, 
the fandom and the the lore and all of the like the the length of time it's all been there yeah that is very overwhelming but the actual stories the actual like comic books the like reading from panel to panel with with dialogue boxes and you know like characters whatever like it's it's really fun <laughs> yeah you just have to dive in and trust the writer yeah and like, and it's, and it is an adjustment to sort of, you know, get your brain used to how to read through a panel and how to, you know, what order to read, um, uh, uh, dialogue bubbles in. But the, you know, the thing is, is that this is a craft that's been perfected for like a hundred years and people are really good at letting you know how to read the page. Um, yeah. so you can really trust like yourself too, that like, just read it in the order it makes sense to your eyes and you'll you'll be fine like you'll get there yeah don't overthink it no exactly and it's easy to try to overthink it but the thing is too is like if you want to overthink it <laughs> well <laughs> i mean yeah that's a here. big part of it but but get there like from, from a place of like yeah it's like a place of curiosity not a place of like I need to understand every single thing about this frame before I can move on to the next one. Like fully, I will breeze through like pages. If I'm like, I just want to know what happens next. Like I'm in it. And then you can go back and like, look at the actual images and see if they told you more than you had picked up just from the dialogue. Um, but I, I have just been so happy with the fact that also as a benefit of what we've chosen to read, certainly, um, that they are, the story is aware that you might not know everything. Right. And it's going to tell you what you need to know to get through. And it's going to have lots of other stuff that if you're really into it and you like know all these other characters, obviously there's more for you to pick up on and more connections to make. But it's tells you what you need to know. Like if you need to know who a character is and what their relationship is, you will find that out. They will tell you. Right. Like you can go just trust that surface levels you'd like. Right. Um, and it's not, I, I really kind of expected the actual experience of reading comic books to feel as overwhelming as sort of the idea of like understanding the entire lore. I was worried that like I would constantly run into stuff where I'd be like, I don't know what this is. You need to explain it to me. But we really haven't nearly as much as I was expecting. Like they really, I, 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 I kind of, I feel bad that I assumed that comic book writers were only ever writing for longtime fans and not continually putting out stories that are meant for people to read, like wherever it doesn't matter to start, just come here. Like we are, we want you to read this story. Yeah. They're more accessible than you'd think. Well, more accessible than I think a lot of the, like perce the perception of the fandom and the sort of gatekeeping that has, and still does happen in comic books kind of makes it feel like the comics themselves are not approachable, but my experience so far has not been that at all. I mean, I think if I jumped in like the middle of a random run, like obviously that would be tough, but just start at the beginning of a run and like, they're yeah. going to tell you what you need to know. Yeah. I mean, they're self-contained stories. Yeah, exactly. Part. Right. And like they, they are part of a larger universe. And obviously again, like the more I understand the universe, the more there is to like kind of dig, dig into. But thus far, I mean, whether it's been, uh, Hey, we're restarting the, the story or uh, a, a prequel or if it's been like this which is just the continuation of another story it's still uh remarkable how much i thought this would be harder to do and so like i want like if i could tell people who are interested in getting into comic books anything if like the comic books themselves want you to read them like they they are they are very welcoming the actual content 
is set up so that you will have what you need to, to understand the story and, and have a good time. Um, that is, there is, there is, at least in what we've read so far, very little actual gatekeep- gatekeeping on the pages. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Which I really, I don't know why I assumed it would be that way, but I super did. I really thought that, like, I think a lot you can't of people figure think out. That. Right, like how am I supposed to know when to start? It's like we'll just start at the beginning of literally any run. Yeah, just, you just like have start to at the start. beginning of any run. You just gotta yeah. jump in. And like definitely start at the beginning of a run, but you don't have to start at the beginning of Batman. Like <laughs> you super don't have to read Detective Comics issue one. Right. You don't need to. You can dive in just at the beginning of any one person's story, right? That's where you wanna like that's the one thing. Like, don't dive into any random issue of any random thing. That's probably gonna be confusing. Um but even then, like, you'll probably pick up what you need to know at least yeah, to get through get that there. arc, right? Like, you'll, you'll know there. who the good guy is, who the bad guy is, and, like, what the main, like, problem is pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so I've, I'm, I, I love it. I'm super excited about it. It's made me feel a lot more confident about diving into even, like, more obscure slash, like, more complex uh, lore, knowing that the, the actual comic book authors are not in any way trying to insist that you buy a hundred other issues and read all this backstory before reading their story. Right. Um, which is logical. That makes sense to me. <laughs> That's like the right way to go. I don't know why I thought it was the other way, but I think you're right. Like that is, that is the perception that like comics themselves are hard to get into. And I just have not had that experience. They're just a delight. They are. Um, so we will, we'll finish up this one. Uh, over the next couple episodes. We're going to do volume two as well. Um, and I actually already know what we're reading next, but I don't think we should tell anyone. I think we should leave it as a little bit of a surprise a little later. But I can tell you right now, I am so excited about, like, I'm stoked to finish Guardians. We're going to have a great time with those, but I am really looking forward to what we have up, up next on the docket as well. Yeah, I haven't read it, but uh, I'm excited for it. I mean, that's the thing I've learned. You can you cannot have read it before and you'll still know what you're you'll know what you need. You'll know what you need. They're going to take care of you. You'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. So um, that's uh, that's that's the content for this episode. Um, where can folks find us online? Oh, we are on Instagram at comic book book club pod. Uh, same name for the website. Um, I think that's about it for the moment. Comic Book Book Club on Tumblr, where it's mostly me uh, reblogging Batfam content. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, we are uh, we are on Instagram. I have the password to the Instagram account now too, so look so forward to. There might actually be stuff. Also, yeah. Um, welcome to my sick twisted mind. Um, and you can find us on all your favorite podcatchers. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your cats and dogs. Tell your neighbors. Tell your mailman um, that you that you want them to listen to a, approximately an hour and fifteen minutes a week of two assholes talking about comic books. And <laughs> Definitely yeah, that way. <laughs> that's uh, that's how you should sell it. Um, <laughs> and uh, we will be back next week uh, with the and fucking I hate. And everything about you. <laughs>